0: Welcome to today's issues Offering a Christian response to the issues of the day Here's your host, Tim Wildman President of the American Family Association
1: Good morning everybody Welcome to today's issues On the American Family Radio Network Uh... Good morning, Fred Jackson.
2: Good morning, Tim. Good to be with you.
1: Thank you. Good to be with you, Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris and Fred are in studio here in Tupelo, and in KC KS is our good friend Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray.
3: Good morning, Tim. How you doing?
1: Doing well. You've been you've been a uh, traveling man there, had not oh, you?
3: Oh, the last three weeks, um, we were, my wife and I were in South Korea. Was teaching over there. Came back, took one day off, and. Got in the car and drove from Kansas City to Missoula, Montana. Be with our Montana kids for Thanksgiving and got back about midnight on Tuesday. So I'm not even sure what time zone I'm supposed to be in this morning, but uh, now, here we are. Where in Montana? Missoula, which is basically, you know, you go to Billings and turn left and just keep driving. To When you get near the end of the world, you are in Missoula, Montana.
1: <laughs> okay, I must ask you this. The tougher traveling experience, was it flying to Seoul, Korea, or driving to Missoula, Montana?
3: Uh, you know, the driving is a lot, it just takes a lot longer. We, uh, on our way back, we did 23 hours of uh, driving, Monday and Tuesday, 10 hours one day and 13 hours the other. So, pretty much wiped out by the time we got <laughs> back home.
1: It's that far?
3: Yeah. From yeah. Kansas what, City? Yeah, and you got to go up into the mountains, and and there was snow and ice on the way back, so we were slipping and sliding our way through, mm. through, uh, uh, you know, through Wyoming, and then part of the interstate was closed. You know, Tim, how it is when you travel, it just stuff mm. happens. The the flight to Korea was long enough, but uh, you know, we 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 got to Korea and back, and we got to Montana and back, and uh, I'm glad to be now, home. For now, at least did you a few take your your,
1: your your new little dog with you out there to Montana?
3: We did. We we took Sadie with us and our Aussie Doodle and she uh, surprisingly she travels really really well. She lets us know when she needs to stop. And uh,
1: how big is an know, how much how much does an Aussie Doodle weigh? She's
3: two and a half years old and weighs about forty pounds now, maybe a little bit less than that. The males the male Aussie Doodles more like fifty five pounds, something like that. She's now a little, little she's just trimmer. Sit in the back seat or what? Yeah, and just and and just sleeps most of the time, and then we, t- you know, when when we went to a, 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 like a Love's Country store, one of those big Love's travel plazas, yeah. you know, we would take her out and we would walk her, and she'd do her business and then hop right back in the car.
1: How cold was it when you got out? That's I've I, I've been there before, not as, with a little dog. My little dog's eleven pounds, but it's like hurry up. Come on, man! Hurry up!
3: Do your business. Go. Yeah, let's go, 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 girl, go! It's cold out here. Okay, <laughs> it's it's cold, and the, on the way back there was snow on the ground—two or three, four inches of snow—and she'd pat around through it, and it got—it was down about. Uh, Twelve degrees at one point, which oh, that's plenty cold for me. Plenty cold.
1: That that point, you probably just almost opened the door. <laughs> that's right. Go do you. your <laughs> business. And, <laughs> and,
3: and come on back. Come on back. <laughs> that's right.
1: You're on your own, girl. <laughs> it's funny because I have a little eleven uh, pound Maltese I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. Champ, and um, in the. <laughs> in the winter time in the summertime he'll he'll go out and you know when it's warm here which is 10 months out of the year where we live it's pretty warm but uh, he'll go out you know in the morning he'll just uh stretch out and you know graze around roam around uh-huh. take care of business uh-huh. you know he'll be out there 10 minutes you know uh-huh. getting the morning sun you get you get uh down below 25 in the morning he's out he's back to the door that's right (laughs) right. (laughs) i'm I'm talking about straight line straight out yeah he knows why he's going outside and he and he knows he's getting back in yes uh but those little maltese you know they don't have any hair i mean they got hair but it's little it's fine hair it's Mm -hmm. not it's not protect you from the cold hair like a lot of dogs have (laughs) anyway well good to have you home brother and uh and uh from missoula and from uh south korea uh, we got a lot to talk about today and mm-hmm. uh, what's in the news. Uh, let me tell folks how they can watch this here show. First, if you want to watch uh, our studio uh, broadcast, you can go to, uh, to our website, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. That's our live video streaming of some of our shows here and a lot of other content there, streaming.afa.net a lot of you watch on facebook facebook live uh just type in today's issues today's issues and we uh, have our own page there for our show on facebook tim fred Chris and Ray, and we thank you for uh, joining us. All right, Christopher, what's leading the news this morning?
4: Well, this is a a positive story involving our friends and acquaintances over at Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Uh, The 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has blocked a Biden mandate that religious doctors perform abortions and do things for so-called transgender patients, even if those religious doctors don't believe in that. It violates their sincerely held religious beliefs. Um, This is a situation that's been playing out for several months. The 5th U.S. Circuit ruled against the mandate back in August and gave the administration until late November to appeal. It appears the administration decided not to appeal, which means the 5th U.S. Circuit Court ruling stands, and the mandate forcing religious doctors to perform abortions and do things for transgender patients, um, that has been blocked. And I spoke with uh, Dr. Jeff Barrows, one of the executives at Christian Medical and Dental Associations about this victory clip nine.
0: Thankful that uh, the Fifth Circuit has uh, has rendered a permanent injunction, and very thankful that uh, the Biden administration Justice Department decided not to appeal the decision to the Supreme Court, and so we now know that this uh, is a final decision and uh, it grants uh, all of our current and future members protection against uh, hhs forcing them not only to do abortions but also to uh, be forced into the position where they may have to give uh, medication or perform surgery to help someone uh, change their their body so that they uh, can identify as the opposite sex so uh, we see it as a, a, a victory, I'm very pleased with Beckett and uh, the attorneys there for their help in achieving this victory. Fred,
2: you know, I, I just sitting and listening to this story. I'm amazed. There are millions of doctors in this country. Why would the Biden administration say, but then we have these Christian doctors and we know that they stand on biblical beliefs and where they stand on abortion and about uh, redoing a person's body because all of a sudden they believe they're a member of another sex. And we're going to force these doctors against their beliefs. What kind of heart is in the Biden administration? They know that they would get opposition from these Christian doctors to doing things that they spiritually are because they're against. wicked
1: they're wicked people.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Yes, I'll just say it like it is. They're wicked people in this administration who would uh, have this, who would try to force Christian doctors to do the things that violate their conscience Mm -hmm. and uh, in a serious way. And uh, the good news here is uh, that uh, wickedness lost. Yes. Here. Yes. Because, uh, Ray, the this was a Uh, federal appellate court. Uh, Okay, this is the Fifth Circuit Court in New Orleans. We have uh, federal appellate courts all over the country. I don't know how many there are exactly, but uh, they're right below the Supreme Court. So uh, I don't know why I don't know if uh, the White House or the Biden administration has said why they chose not to challenge this at the Supreme Court. This is kind of interesting to me, Uh, but they just didn't and um, maybe it's because people prayed. <laughs> but they didn't, Ray. And so uh, the the the, our, our, the victory was won.
3: Well, first of all, Tim, you're 100% right that this is – there are wicked people in this administration. And I think what's being revealed here is a totalitarian impulse coming from the radical left. They not only want to push evil policies, they want to force – people on the other side Uh to bow the knee, to go along with what they're saying. It is totalitarian in its emphasis. And my guess is, and this goes back to 2016 and Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump put some good, strong conservatives on the Supreme Court. Elections have consequences. And I'm thinking the reason they didn't want to appeal to the Supreme Court is they knew that that policy would be overturned. By the Supreme Court, led by the conservative justices on that court. And so they said, we're going to take our loss right here and stop. So, once again, elections have consequences folks and uh, god bless donald trump for putting some good people up there
1: on the supreme court amen yeah, yeah. big victory it there. is and good news what, what's next chris
4: well real quick you can read more about this uh, story that we're discussing right now it is on our website afn.net i have shared it in the facebook comments uh for those watching us on facebook you can look in the comments and find that i'll post it on the facebook page as well hey I'll, i want to emphasize that right now because Fred, uh, you're our leader in
1: our news department, uh, which is separate from Today's Issues program. You're co-host of this program. But um, we have a news division here, Mm -hmm. a team that you've assembled there that uh, day after day put together uh, a newscast, not only on the radio, but also uh, in written form on Mm -hmm. the Internet and i want people who are listening right now to access this uh, absolutely th- th- i'm t- they they do hear the news at 5 from uh, top of the hour mm-hmm. the, our newscast but h- what else do we have to offer there
2: well uh afn.net is the website afn.net and that's for american family news but also uh we offer a daily summary that we can send to your email account uh as you often emphasize we don't sell people's emails list you know when your email is put down there for that source, that's what you're going to get.
1: What, what, is this once a day, Monday through once Friday?
2: A day, once a day, Monday through Friday. If you go up to the right-hand side of the website, afn.net, all you have to do is put your email in there, and we'll start sending you once a day, one email a day, Monday through Friday, and it'll have the summary of the top stories that our team of reporters have put together, along with videos of important news of the day, AP stories of important news of the day. So it's a great summary. Uh, It can be used, you know, for your family, for individuals. It can be used by Sunday school teachers if you want to bring in, here's what's going on in our world. Here are the challenges that Christians are facing. Like this one, the story that we've just been dealing with. I can guarantee you, you will not find that story anywhere else. Certainly the Associated Press, certainly NPR. Not in the the liberal mainstream
1: media, anyway. It's not
2: going to be found there, and uh, this is why we have reporters like Chris. He deals a lot with the Christian medical issues, Christian legal issues in general out there. Uh, Steve is doing a lot of what's happening in the entertainment world. Uh, We have reporters that uh, talk about stories with regards to the wokeness going Mm -hmm. on in our military. Uh, So... Our our focus, and really the reason your dad wanted to start uh, this news service over 25 years ago now, Tim, is because he saw the trends in the mainstream media that it was going to be all liberalism and attacks against Christianity, and leaving out important stories like this. Mm -hmm. So, go to afn.net, up to the right-hand side, sign up for that daily email, We'll start sending it to you right away.
1: Okay, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. One email a day. That's it. With the news uh, digest of the day. That's it. It's right. a great summary.
4: All right, Chris, next story. Um, a group of House Republicans is probing probing the Navy after uncovering what they call evidence that the U.S. Naval Academy is keeping midshipmen from graduating if they sought religious accommodations to the Pentagon's COVID vaccine or shot mandate. This is according to an article by Kelly Lacco at uh, NewYorkPost.com. I'll share that in a minute as well. I have some audio from Congressman Greg Stubbe. He's one of those House Republicans, and he was on Fox & Friends this morning. Be advised there was some sort of construction going on behind him during the interview. Not sure what that's about. So you may hear some background noise with what uh, Congressman Stubbe has to say. Clip 8.
5: Yeah, this is a constituent of mine who went through the process, joined the Naval Academy before COVID, and now is being told she's not only not going to get commissioned, but she's not even going to be able to graduate and get a diploma. So think of spending four years of your life in college and then not even being able to get a degree for the work that you've done. This is a young woman who wants to serve her country and all because she doesn't want to take the COVID vaccine based on religious exemptions that are being refused by this administration and the DOD. It's absolutely atrocious that we're treating our young people this way, just because based on religious views, they don't want to take the vaccine.
1: It's unbelievable. Uh, Let me ask you this. Uh, Go ahead, Fred. Well, and
2: and it's not only the Naval Academy. We've dealt with this. Uh, The numbers, hundreds in the Army are dealing with this. I think it's over a thousand uh, in Marines and uh, every branch of the military, where you have military members who say, wait a minute, this is an experimental drug. I do not want to take this for a lot of different reasons. A lot of them are religious exemptions based on the fact that uh, remnants of aborted babies uh, have been used in developing some of these vaccinations. And so they're saying, I don't want to take it on those bases. And they're being punished for it. Can you imagine? And you just heard uh, this uh, Republican member of Congress talking about this. You go to the Naval Academy for four years. You do really well. And now you're being informed, hey, because you applied
1: for that exemption, we're not going to give you the diploma. Mm. Now, is that been confirmed or are they investigating this? They're investigating it. But, they
6: but that's, they the have mm-hmm. that's the that's accusation.
1: That's the accusation. And that's what the appearance is. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. I, I guess I'm asking a rhetorical question. But, Ray, the pandemic is over. Right. Right. All right. The president told us that. In right. Yeah, the president said. Yeah. Well, everybody <laughs> sees it. Right. Yeah, is COVID still out there somewhat? Yeah, and it'll be out there quite till the end of time, right? Just like the flu, but it's not a serious health threat to Americans any longer, like it was. So, I don't see the necessity, even if you believed that was true at the time, which I don't believe it was. It was a, a right to force anybody to get a mm-hmm. shot or lose their job uh, of, of as you say, Fred, an experimental. A vaccine and it, as it turns out it wasn't a a traditional vaccine anyway no. in, in the sense that it didn't keep people from getting covid and it didn't keep you from spreading covid that's what we were led to believe when the vaccine shot came out right yeah uh, that's what vaccines do well this yes. one didn't so it really wasn't it was reduced to oh it'll keep you out of the hospital well okay but it's not a vaccine mm-hmm. in the traditional definition of a vaccine Correct. so I don't with with the pandemic being over, uh, I don't understand why the, the government, federal government, feels a necessity to keep imposing a mandatory uh, COVID shot. Well, well, just
2: stop and think about this. I, I watched the daily briefing at the White House with Karine Jean-Pierre sitting up there mm-hmm. and the reporters. They don't have masks on. No, they're not six feet apart. They're not six feet apart. The president said the pandemic is over. Why are you still insisting on punishing these members of our military? Uh, By the way, the other point being made by many people, Joe Biden, the president, Joe Biden is allowing hundreds of thousands of people to enter this country illegally. And guess what? They don't have to have a COVID shot. They don't have to have a COVID shot. So what is going on here? Why are our members of the military, men and women who voluntarily join our military Um, to defend our country, are being punished? They're being singled out and punished.
1: Hopefully, and I don't say this is necessarily going to happen, but when the Republicans take over the House in January, Mm -hmm. uh, this can be somehow they can use the power of the purse to stop this because this is unnecessary. And punitive, and reprehensible that a, yes. a story like we just heard, where a that the congressman just shared, where a young woman went into the military, navy, mm-hmm. four years, ready to graduate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: high marks. No, You're, am I right? Yeah. That's that's what they're telling her. That's what they're investigating. Is she being punished because she wouldn't get the? No, because she applied for a religious exemption. Yes. And
2: this is happening across uh, the various sectors of our military.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you've seen that
4: firsthand, too, Yes, with your family. Yes, sir.
1: All right, you're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. What's your next story, Chris?
4: This uh, plays in a little bit with the COVID stuff that we're talking about, but let me set it up a bit. Um, This week, new... CEO at Disney Bob Iger he was the chief executive officer a ways back but now he's back as CEO he made some comments uh, at a Disney gathering that uh, he was going to do what he can to make things less political just a little quieter happier friendlier place uh, and and not be as vocal politically as they have been under other uh, leadership there at Disney and that of course got a lot of people excited thinking okay well he's going to bring Disney back to center but this morning, Fox and Friends had a couple of former Disney employees. Uh, their names were Barbara and Steven. They were fired over the whole COVID policies, and they say Bob Iger is part of the reason why Disney is political. Clip six.
6: He is failing to apologize for how he treated those of us with Christian faith. He calls for respect and no disdain um, for opposing views. But where was this Where was this respect when the cast were fired for um, not receiving an experimental right. vaccine? Sure. Where was the respect for those of us who had multiple and Interrogation calls from HR over and over and over to express our faith and why um, our faith goes against this mandate. Sure. I
5: have a friend that put it this way. Uh, it's rearranging chairs on the deck of the, the Titanic. Iger was still very much a part of Disney when a lot of these decisions were yeah. made. Uh, he was still an executive chairman until December of last year. Right. So he was, he was very much a part of Disney jumping into those culture wars.
1: Well, disney's in trouble financially mm-hmm. um well a lot of com- companies are in trouble financially yeah. right now because of the recession um uh, but they disney is in trouble financially in part because of their wokeness is hurting them especially at the box office i don't know if you guys saw this or not but well, i think we talked about it yesterday maybe the day before uh they had a new movie mm-hmm. uh come out thanksgiving weekend for children uh well it's for anybody but it's aimed at kids uh, it's an animated movie uh, called uh, what's the name of that movie? strange world okay. strange world all right well their lead teenage character in that movie is openly homosexual and i guess at one point talks to his grandfather about having a uh, a i don't know a liking of another boy Right, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going on what I read. Right, Uh, and Disney was open about this, and you know, unapologetic, and and this is this is the direction they've chosen to go. So uh, that movie, included what I just talked about, absolutely bombed at the box office. I'm talking about historically, Uh they spent 130 million dollars making it, and their first weekend was what 18 million or something like that. Not very good. Gross. You would typically expect forty million, something like that. So, array. I, I who knows how much of that failure of that movie was is attributed to pushing of homosexuality to kids. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm I'm guessing a lot of it was attributed a, a to a big that. part of it. Look, yeah. get
3: woke, go broke.
1: Yeah, and yeah.
3: Disney. It, it, Tim, you and I can remember. Oh, we're old enough to remember. Back in the day when Disney equaled family friendly, back in the I, I can remember. Of course, this goes back to the '60s, watching Walt Disney, The Wonderful World of yes, Disney, and, yes. and and it was as family friendly as it could be. Oh, how things have changed! Look, I'm I'm glad this fella is gonna you know he's gonna try to depoliticize Disney, but he was part of the problem. Yeah, and he and he ought to apologize. For the trouble he put people through because they wouldn't take the vaccine, yeah, the employees, the
1: right? The employees, all yeah. the rest. He yeah. ought to apologize for that. Yeah. Um, the easy resolution to this now is—I don't know if it's an easy resolution—is for these companies, federal government, to say, you know, the pandemic is not is over, and so we're, we're rescinding our our right. uh, we're rescinding our requirements to have a, a COVID vaccine shot. Uh, next story, next yeah. question. That's mm-hmm. what they—that'd right. be the easy way out. Yep. Now, whether that would stop the litigation that's going on, you know, because of what happened during the uh, pandemic when they were forcing their employees—I don't know if that would solve that problem. But going forward, they ought to
3: say what you said too. They ought to say that
1: exactly. I'll, I'll just repeat what President Biden said uh, six weeks ago: that's the good. pandemic's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he extended the pandemic emergency <laughs> till next April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could use it to promote his agenda uh, forcefully. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us.
0: AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill.
4: Wait a minute, no way.
0: There's a way. The Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking.
5: And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was
4: she on a ship?
5: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were
0: heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association.
4: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs)
0: Let's get some cookies,
5: and I'll tell you all about it.
6: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Dwayne Johnson is best known as The Rock. He's a Hollywood megastar, also known for his work as a pro wrestler. But when he was a kid growing up in Hawaii, he was dirt poor. And as a teenage boy, he made some pretty bad decisions in his life, not the least of which was shoplifting candy bars from a 7-Eleven. The Rock says he used to steal sticker bars every day when he was a kid, and decades later, he knew it was time to right that wrong. So The Rock returned to that 7-Eleven and plopped down enough cash to buy every Snickers bar in the store. He also gave the store clerk a tip, telling the cashier to give the candy to any kid who might look like a potential shoplifter. The Rock said you can't change your past, but every once in a while you can make things right with a little bit of redeeming grace. Be sure to get a copy of my book, Our Daily Biscuit Devotions With a Draw, available at toddsturge.com. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. 2 Corinthians 5, 1.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: To the uh, program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network, thanks for listening. If you want to send us an email, as long as it's positive and encouraging, uh, here's the email address. We don't need any negativity here, okay? Joel Osteen would not want you to send a negative email to us or to anybody. So comments at net. comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR net is our email address i'm tim wildman with uh chris woodward fred jackson and ray pritchard and uh, we thank you for listening as always well uh december one that's what today is so we're in the month of christmas right december 25th we'll be here before you know it and one of the things that uh we've been doing here at afa and afr for I don't know how many years now, Zach, probably nearly two decades. We've been promoting um, uh, our Christmas buttons and for a couple of years, our Christmas wristbands, which helped you uh, spread the joy of Christmas and a witness for Jesus Christ. And that's the purpose of the, uh, of the buttons and of the wristbands. And uh, annually uh, to our staff meeting, uh, devotion, uh, our brother, Pastor Jerry Lawson, from Ackerman, Mississippi, comes and joins us because uh, Buddy Smith, our our senior VP here, is uh, Jerry has said that you're our number one ambassador for our our, uh, our buttons, and uh, I think he's right about that. Uh, you're you're sort of the pope of the buttons. I don't know if you know that or not, even though you're a Presbyterian. Uh, what do you what what church do you pastor? It's the Anon Cumberland Presbyterian Church. And uh, the Cumberland Presbyterian denomination, is that mostly in the South, or is that... Uh...
5: Pretty much in the South, yes.
1: Okay. How long have you been serving that church?
5: I've been there 25 years. You
1: survived one church 25 years What's as your a secret? pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's your secret sauce? Ray wants to know, Ray. Uh, uh, Ray's exactly right. 25
3: <laughs> years is a long time, Jerry. This so, is 57
5: years in the ministry for me. Well,
1: Congratulations. Amen. Amen, wow. brother. Well, uh, we, we thank God for your ministry uh, at your church, but also uh, what you do to help promote the the uh, Christmas button campaign. Uh, when were you first introduced to the uh, Christmas buttons here? 2006. six.
5: Two thousand. Did you see it in our magazine,
1: hear about it on the radio,
5: or what? Heard about it on the radio. At that time, I was asking the Lord to lead me to something that I could get involved in, and uh, the next day or two... Dad was talking about his buttons, and I uh, thought that's—it just connected with me. That's what I want to get into.
1: Yeah, that was—you're talking about my dad, and Don Wildman, who's the founder of this ministry, he's the one that came up with this idea. And it's just—we've—I um, don't know how many—hundreds of thousands, I don't know, a million, I don't know how many buttons we've been able to—over a million, uh maybe two million. Who knows exactly? i have to figure that up sometime. But so— um I want to, I'm, What I'm about to do, folks, I'm going to give you the website. They're very inexpensive, and you can look at them, uh, and order them, and 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 get them, and, and share them. And I'm going to let Jerry tell you the best way, Some of the stories that he's had to to share the buttons. But here's the, here's the website. They're, they're Christmas buttons, and they say Jesus. There's a couple different kinds. Jesus, He came for you. Merry Christmas. They're beautiful buttons. They're red. and They're green. They got Christmas colors. Resources.afa.net is a website. Did you put that on our Facebook page,
4: Chris?
1: I did. On our Today's Issues Facebook Uh, page?
4: On the comments, I'll do it on the page as well.
1: Resources.afa.net is the website. Resources.afa.net. That's how you go and look at the buttons, and you order them that are like $8 for a pack of 10. So, uh, I mean, they're very inexpensive. All right, so you started uh promoting the buttons, wearing the buttons, handing them out in 2006. Um give us a story or two uh, uh that uh, you'd like to share that maybe uh communicates with our listeners how this works in terms of sharing the gospel of Christ.
5: Well, you've got hundreds,
1: I, I know, probably a story if you go I've passed back.
5: out 750 already. And I'm picking up another two thousand today. You mean seven hundred fifty for this campaign? As of this moment, I passed out seven hundred and fifty, and I'm going to pick up another two thousand today to start passing out because I'm out of buttons.
1: Well, I guess what I'm asking is seven, not seven fifty since two thousand six, seven fifty this this year.
5: Just in two, yeah. Twenty twenty two, yes, sir. Just here. And you're this here year. to pick
1: up two thousand more. What do you got? A trailer out there in the parking lot? What do you got? <laughs>
5: I've got a pickup. You got a <laughs> got a pickup ready to go. Buddy's going to fill it up.
1: All right. Well, uh, t- tell us uh, a story or
5: two, if you would. When I pass a button out, I never know the reaction I'm going to get or what to expect. I was in a grocery store yesterday, and I had this buggy filled up. With groceries, let me inter- so,
1: let me interpret buggy for the Northerners listening here. <laughs> Talking about it, grocery cart. cart. <laughs> Talkin about <a> cart. <laughs> Talking about a cart. Talking about a cart. You get below the Mason Dixon yeah. line, the cart okay. changes over to a buggy. But I'm sorry to interrupt. I go you, to my word. grave saying it's a buggy. I, I, sometimes hey, i, I sometimes I'm we, sorry. Have, we have listeners all over the country. Sometimes they need deep South interpretations, and so I thought I'd give them one. Maybe with the buggy, go ahead. So
5: I I go up and the cart's filled up. And uh, I looked at the lady, and I said, look, my wife gave me this grocery list. And she said, get all these things. But then she told me not spend over $5. Can you tell me if I've got over $5? <laughs> she said, sir, you're going to be sleeping on the couch for a few weeks now.
0: <laughs>
4: and
5: I gave her a button. She was tickled to death to get it. But this plate they were just short. Of employees and she's flying the groceries through and I thought I better get over here and help her out and I'll start sacking them and as I started sacking this young lady maybe 20 years old she comes by and she says if you don't mind I will help you sack your groceries (laughs) I thought what a darling and I said if you don't mind I'm going to give you a Christmas button as soon as I gave her that Christmas button, she looked like the 4th of July fireworks. And uh, I started to say something. She said, sir, two weeks ago, I invited Jesus Christ into my heart. It's oh, changed wow. my life completely. Yeah, wow. Thank wow. you for this button. I will wear it every day. Wow. And it just blew me away. She left tickled with that button. I left thrilled that the Lord allowed me to visit with her. And, wow, what an experience. Yeah. But that, that was just yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, they in instarable. Well,
1: now I haven't, <laughs> I haven't passed out as many as you have. You you've got the lifetime record, I think. But w- my experience wearing the, uh, wearing the buttons during the Christmas season is that uh, 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 if you wear them around a day, somebody's going to comment on them, right? Because mm-hmm. it isn't every day people wear buttons, uh, but uh, somebody's going to comment on them and. That's your opportunity to say, "Would well, would you like one?" Right? Yeah, I do. Or, one, I or two, one or two. Go ahead.
5: I well, I will offer the buttons to people, and I will say to them, "If Jesus offends you, then I will apologize, and I will take the button back." Mm-hmm. That's a misconception that, especially in the South, that you think somebody is going to be offended with a Christmas button. There are so many Christians around here, and they would love an opportunity uh, to identify with another Christian and just have a wonderful moment uh, (laughs) together. And uh, when I pass the Christmas buttons out, like I said, I never know what I'm going to experience. I gave one to a person up in Branson, Missouri, and uh, he looked at it, and he said, I love Jesus. And I said, great. Well, in just a few moments, uh, he was in the shuttle cart, and he was carrying my wife and I to this restaurant. And uh, so when I got out of the cart, I looked at him, and I said, now, if I don't see you again down here, I'm going to see you up there. And he stopped me when he said, I don't know that I'll be there. And I said, why do you not know that you'll be in heaven? And he said, well, I have to work here on Sundays, and I can't go to church, so I may not be in heaven. Oh! And I told Deborah, I said, we need to sit down here and talk to him for just a second. Yeah. Going to church is not going to put you in heaven. It's knowing Jesus Christ. Branson is a wonderful place. they got churches everywhere. And let me tell you something. There are church services going on every day in this community. Just because you don't go to church on Sunday... Doesn't mean you can't go on Thursday or whatever day that you have off and worship the Lord. And many times with that button, you'll find somebody that the Lord has laid a question on their heart, and then they come back, and you have a chance to amplify Scripture with them.
1: Yeah. Amen. Wow. Well, uh, folks, you can get your buttons. We sell them uh, ten packs uh, at uh, at this website for eight bucks. to get ten. Are uh, the wristbands uh, available as well, go to this website, resources.afa.net, resources.afa.net, and we show them to you so you can see what you're buying because there's a couple of different ones you can pick from. Yeah. If you'd like to, green, red. Go ahead, Fred.
2: Yeah, and if you get five to nine packs, uh, we reduce the price down to six fifty. And if you get 10, 10 plus packs or more,
1: it's just 5 bucks a pack. There so, you go. So the more you order, the cheaper the price gets. Resources.afa.net. Well, uh, Brother Jerry, thanks for being with us today. I know you're going to be on several of the other shows throughout the day sharing stories like you just did. And uh, we appreciate it very much. And uh, so, uh, where you going to Branson again? You, you go to Branson once or twice a year, don't you?
5: I go up there every November because the Christmas lights are oh, out. I got you. And uh, there's so many people in Branson and so many opportunities to pass out buttons and talk with other Christians. Well, yeah. There you
1: go. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate right. it, brother. Thanks Thank for you. coming by. Good to be here. That's Y'all show. have a Merry, All right, Merry you Christmas. you too. Pastor Jerry Lawson there uh, from uh, Jerry's got a very neutral accent easy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't tell you're from North
3: Mississippi or South right. Mississippi <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh appreciate the brother there Terry he, he's a, our number one button fan Christmas button mm-hmm. he is
2: so dedicated yeah and he comes up here every year and gets yeah. his load of buttons. And yeah. we get a chance to talk with him. And he always has a new story to tell, mm-hmm. just like he did
3: today. Yeah, Can you imagine giving out 700? This is December the 1st. Yeah. He's already given out 750. He's getting, what did he say, 2,000 2,000 more today. God bless Jerry. And you know the thing I like about that, Fred, is he makes it, I, I sit and listen to him, and he just makes it sound like this is, anybody could do this, right? anybody it just get a handful of buttons and just keep your eyes open and see who God brings across your path and so uh, I love what he's doing and I love that it's a great example for the rest of us
2: yeah out at a grocery store he you know he was on the shuttle bus there in Branson and (laughs) and and also an opportunity to to, uh, share Jesus Christ with people but also for those who are Christians they may have other things going on in their life and at that moment you can sit down and have a chat with them.
3: Mm.
1: Ray, what, uh, Brother Jerry was sharing too there about, uh, a lot of, a lot of people have misconceptions about what it, what is required mm. to be a Christian and to go to heaven when we die. Uh, the Bible promises heaven for those who uh, believe and trust in Christ. But then we often attach, um, uh, a to-do list right? that isn't necessarily in the Bible that uh, makes us a believer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know how, how I'm trying to communicate this. Could you expound on that, please?
3: I was just listening to Jerry and thinking about what Jesus said. I am the light of the world. And what a light does, it dispels the darkness. We live, guys, in a dark world. One of the things we talk about so often here on the program, the moral and spiritual darkness of the world. Well, Jesus came. He came to be the light of the world. And here's the good news is how simple is it if you walk into a dark room, you just flip on the switch and the light comes on. Coming to Christ is like flipping the switch and the light comes on. It's believing. It's trusting. It's not about going to church, good as that is, not about being baptized per se, good as that is. It's not about signing up for Sunday school or memorizing the verses. Wonderful as all of that is. Salvation is so simple. It's like taking a drink of water on a hot day. It's like going into a dark room and then flipping the switch. Jesus said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what, believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Are you willing to trust in Jesus Christ? Are you willing to trust all that you are to all that he is? If you'll say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, I do trust you. I do believe in you. I believe you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. I believe you are the Son of God. You don't have to say it just the way I said it, but if you'll come to Jesus with simple, childlike faith, He will not turn you away. And so, to Tim, to any of our listeners, let me say it's just that simple. You're driving a car, you can come to Jesus right now. You're sitting, listening, maybe you're listening to us on the internet, you could come to Jesus right now. Are you in trouble? Are you discouraged? Are you, are you fear, fearful? <laughs> Jesus said what? Come unto me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. If you're tired and weary, come to Jesus. Come right now. That's the one decision that will change your life now and for eternity. You know, the story that
2: Jerry was telling us about the shuttle bus driver we gave the button to and he said, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in heaven because I, I have to work on Sundays. That was a problem uh, that goes back to the, the New Testament the apostles had to deal with because there were new believers, but there were people who said, well, you have to accept Jesus plus do this,
4: mm-hmm.
2: plus do something else. And uh, you read Paul's letters to the churches, You and that was something that uh, he had to deal with right off the bat because some of the people that were in the church said, yeah, believing in Jesus is not enough. You have to do other things. And uh, as Ray has just pointed out, no. Uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It is trusting in what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. He died to pay the price for our sins. We put our faith and trust in that, and we become born again. We're a Christian.
1: Now, we do have to do something, and that is repent, Yes, you have to repent of your sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus says. We have to repent of our sin, and then we have to believe and trust in Jesus Christ. Right, Ray? I mean, th- well, th- those are two requirements, right?
3: Well, and, and yet they they go together, Tim. Yeah. Once you, un- it's not as if you repent today and you believe tomorrow. No, you're. It's all one thing. You turn from your sin. You turn from your self-trust. You turn from the idolatry of your life. You turn from anything that has stood between you and God, and you say, Lord Jesus, I'm coming to you with empty hands. Lord, I'm coming because you're the only one who can save me. I'm in trouble, Lord. I'm a sinner. I cannot forgive myself. And you believe in but your heart that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Turn from your sin. Come to Christ. And, and Tim, one other thing. Jesus said, all who come to me, I will not, I will not turn away. He's not going to say, you're too unclean, you're too dirty, or, oh, look where you were last night. I know what you did. He already knows. He's the Son of God. If you come to him in one shining moment, all your sins will be forgiven. They'll be washed away now and forever.
1: A lot of people, uh, I bet if you surveyed Americans, just the general public, Most people would believe in this idea of religion, okay? They would believe, or Christianity even, but I think more broadly the word religion probably would apply. If they're not atheist, and they're not already committed to a particular theological Mm -hmm. uh, ideology, Ray, they would say, okay, uh, what happens in the afterlife and i think the average person would say well uh my good and bad gets totaled up <laughs> and i hope i got more good than bad and then i get into heaven that's 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 probably don't you think that's what a lot of people
3: well can 100% see? yeah and but, but the only reason you would say that is cuz you secretly think or hope well it'll be close you know right It'll be close, but my good is going to outweigh my bad. That's not at all what the Bible says. There's no one who does good. No, not one.
1: Are you quoting the Bible there? Yes, I am.
3: I'm I'm quoting uh, Romans 3.10. There's no one who does good in the sense of doing anything that could forgive your sins. No one can do a thing to gain merit or favor with God. And uh, by the way, guys, here, here's a good Bible quiz for you. We all know, don't we? Romans 3.23. All of us know it. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So let me ask you guys a quick Bible question. Without looking, who knows the last phrase of Romans 3.22? The last phrase of Romans 3.22. Yeah it's mm. a, we've all read it mm. we've all read it but we quote 323 i've done this across american you know unless somebody's looking at their bible nobody knows the answer i am going to look it up it. but not answer your question <laughs> all right so what does it say it says for there is no difference mm. no there's no difference no difference between rich and poor no difference between male and female mm. no difference between americans brazilians British, Greek, Russians, Chinese, Vietnamese. No, no. There's no difference between the debutante and the woman of the night. There's no difference between the Wall Street lawyer or the so-called headhunter out in the jungle. There's no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Tim, what that means is we're all in the same boat. All of humanity's in the same boat. And folks, I got bad news. That boat has sprung a leak and it is going down. The whole boat of humanity is going down. There's no difference. There's no difference at all. We are in desperate trouble. And if God doesn't do something, the whole human race is going to be sunk down in hell forever. And the good news of the gospel is God has done something. He's done the one thing we needed. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and rise from the dead. He has thrown a divine life preserver from heaven so that anybody who recognizes Because of their sin, they're going down. They're going down. If you reach out and grab that divine life preserver, salvation through Jesus Christ, you can be saved now and forever.
1: Amen. Uh, Amen. What is your website, Uh, Ray? I know you have a lot of resources there.
3: It is keepbelieving.com keepbelieving.com. You come to it right now. We've got a little story on the front page right now. He found the anchor for his soul under a prison mattress. we got a gospel story on the front page of keepbelieving.com. So surf on over and check it out.
1: Keepbelieving.com to, ac- to access uh, Ray's website. A lot of great stuff there. A lot of great resources. So maybe you've, you're hearing this for the first time in your life and you're you know, you've had this misconception about religion or what Christianity is. Hopefully the last few minutes has been helpful have been helpful, has been or have been, have been helpful to you in understanding that what Christians celebrate is a, a person, Jesus Christ in a relationship that the Bible says you can have with God through Jesus Christ. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. Okay. Although when you, appreciate what God has done for you you want to please God with mm-hmm. your life that's i mean right. that will so you then at that point you do want to start uh looking at the do's and don'ts that the bible says we should live by so but it's after mm-hmm. it's after the fact that we uh surrender and give our lives to Christ that we want to live to please him that's our motivation for following the do's and the don'ts you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio All right, Chris. We got about three minutes left here. Uh, What do you got? Over? You got anything good? Is Um, it it all like? uh,
4: I do have. This is good in the sense that uh, the Supreme Court might finally give us some uh, answers. Uh, You know, when you whether you hand out buttons or you talk about Jesus, you're exercising your free speech rights. And the Supreme Court on Monday, this coming Monday, is going to hear arguments in a case called 303 Creative versus Alinas. Yeah. Uh, 303 Creative is a graphic design company owned by Lori Smith. She lives in Colorado. And she wants to make websites for couples that are entering into traditional marriage, one man, one woman marriages. But Colorado has one of those rules that says if you do it for this couple, you got to do it for all couples. And interestingly enough, Colorado says it will not even allow Lori to explain her side of things to potential clients. And so she has lawyered up with Alliance Defending Freedom, well-known law firm, uh, and they are going to argue on behalf of Lori uh, at the Supreme Court on Monday that her free speech rights are being violated by Colorado if she cannot explain her side of things. I have some audio from Lori, clip four.
2: Wedding websites offer a natural fit for my skills, but in today's culture... That immediately raises the question of promoting not only unions between a man and a woman, but same sex ceremonies too. I can't create a site that would celebrate views contrary to my beliefs. I am immensely grateful that the United States Supreme Court will hear my case. And I am hopeful that they will rule in
6: favor of free speech
4: Real quick, this comes after the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Joe Kennedy, the football coach that got fired for praying by himself after football games, and they also ruled in favor of Hal Shirtlip. He's the camp constitution guy that wanted to fly the Christian flag on that city flagpole in Boston. They ruled that uh, Boston violated his rights. I think there's a good chance
1: she wins Yes,
4: right there uh,
1: at the Supreme Court. Remember, President Trump was able to appoint three Supreme Court justices in four years, Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason we can have the optimism we can have about a case like this. So uh, uh, we want to uh, take a time out right now. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. We're going to take a break right here. We'll be back with more, Ray and Fred, and uh, yours truly, Steve Jordahl and his plaid shirt. (laughs) Is is it plaid again? The Madagascar shirt. Is it anyway? (laughs) What is that called, <laughs> that design pattern he wears? Uh, Paisley? Paisley. 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 Paisley Steve what's coming up after the break.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.